everybody, Christina from Beautiful Disaster Clothing. It is a beautiful day here in Ventura, California, and I am so excited because one of our tribe members and a close personal friend has stopped by, and I cannot wait for you guys to hear a little bit about her incredible story. You guys, I don't know if you have ever had the chance to meet Skylar, but I'm super excited that she's here today to share a little bit about her story. It is something that will move you and inspire you through anything that you ever think has been bad in your life. After hearing this story, you'll, you'll feel really quick that you haven't ever really had it that bad. Yeah. Skylar, will you share? Yeah, thanks for, the, thanks for this. And, and, <laughs> I think the biggest thing out of my story that I hope you all come away with is that life's going to give you things that are really impossible, um, but there's always beauty in it, right? There are always things that we can learn from. And so for me, that day came when I was 20 years old. Um, we were getting onto a helicopter to go to Catalina Island, um, and my dad and was um, a friend of ours was bringing their boat across. Um, and my dad was bringing our boat across, but the weather was like just a little too uh, rough for us to go, so we boarded a helicopter to go over. Um, and it was foggy and overcast and slightly rainy, and I just had this like feeling that um, it wasn't 100% all right that day. Um, and so we get the paperwork, I start reading through the consent to release forms, and it says, you cannot hold us harmless, or you hold us harmless in the event of injury or death. I'm like, huh, okay. Signed away, got on the, the helicopter, and we started going over, and everything was great. Um, it was a nice, quick ride over, and as soon as we got to the beach, um, we saw my dad, we saw our friend, we waved, and uh, then we got over the beach, and we heard this loud pop more like a bang like an explosion and i look out the window and there's jet fuel and flames and smoke and the cabin starts filling with smoke and just like in the movies all the the buttons and whistles and everything's going off and we were going down and we weren't super high up but we weren't super low yet and um, we start making our way towards where the, the landing pad is for the helicopter. And we all were like silently quiet and nobody was really scared or freaking out, which was amazing. And us in the back, um, it was Tanya, who's our, uh, our friend's wife, me, um, his son CJ, um, and then John, who was the, um, uh, an employee of the helicopter company the pilot and uh, my mom and us in the back we just all clasped hands and the pilot said okay we're going down hang on so we clasped hands and I just simply remember saying in that moment when he said we're going down I just said God do your will and I closed my eyes and I let go and I knew either I was going to wake up or I was going to be in heaven and if this was my time, I was all right with it. And so, uh, so I woke up. And it wasn't by me 
waking up. I heard. Wake up. Get up. And so I... I looked up and I saw something. I saw this beautiful, white, burning light. I said, okay, let me show you how to get out of here. And so I went to go stand up and I stood up and fell inside of myself. And now, uh, and, and after I knew that I had broken my pelvis in three major locations, and so my body just crumbled inside and I fell to the ground. And I looked up and he's still there. And I crawled and I, I miraculously made it out of there without a single burn on my body when I crawled out. And so I'm now out of the main wreckage and he bends down and he says, here are your choices. You can go or you can go get your mom. Because she was still in there. She was still there. I couldn't find her. I said, okay, where is she? And he points. And I look back and there she is. And all I see is her blonde hair. I say, okay. So I crawl back and I crawl back in and I get her. And I see her and she's wearing a leather jacket. And so I grab it and I pull it on top of me and I put it on my bad leg. I'm like, okay, so now I've got her on me. And I start pulling myself out with her on top of me. And all of a sudden I just see the fire start creeping up and she catches on fire. And I'm like, okay. I just look up and I'm like, God, please don't make this painful. Just let me go. Out of nowhere, this amazing first responder came up, grabbed my purse, which was wonderfully ejected right next to where we were. It was a very heavy leather purse, and he got the flames off of me. And he pulled her away. And then this other amazing first responder grabbed me and pulled me away. And the whole time, coming away from that, I just kept praying. I said, thank you for saving my life. Now save everybody else. Now, the most amazing thing about all this, and, and the reason for me why I know that this was part of my plan, it wasn't meant for me to die that day, was because the man who pulled my mom away was the only firefighter in two harbors on that part of the island with paramedic training. He also had a scalpel and a pen and he did an emergency tracheotomy on her so she could breathe. My purse was ejected two feet away from where we were. The woman who pulled me away and I, we just started praying. And we just started praying over protection of everybody else and the biggest thing, the pilot, Emrick, without us knowing, called um, called the emergency and he said, Mayday, Mayday, we're going down. The Coast Guard was doing an unplanned training mission on Catalina, 10 minutes from where we were that day. And they were there within 10 minutes of us crashing. And they came up and they got us off and that was my thing. I said to them, like, guys, you have to understand something. I am not the worst one here. Mm -hmm. I need you to get me off last. 
They said, okay, designated survivor number three. And so that's the unfortunate part of that day was that there were six of us on board. Tanya, who was next to me, did not make it. I made it. CJ, who is sitting next to me on the other side, he made it, but he broke his back. And John did not make it, nor did the pilot, but my mom did. And uh, it was a long road to recovery. Um, I struggled tremendously after the accident. Um, we basically within 10 days they had me walking again surgery was done everything was repaired broke my pelvis and i had one burn which was right here and we call it a god's thumbprint saying that it's not happening today you're out <laughs> and so i had two things two one physical scar from the whole accident but i had the trauma of what happened and i was on summer vacation from college and the question was do i go back and with my family's support, we all said, yeah, keep going, don't stop. And tell them what you now do for a living. So now after years of, of wonderful work on myself and having an amazing support system of my family and my husband, I am now giving back in the only way that I know how to serve, which is by serving others through care. And so as an associate therapist, I'm working my way towards licensure, but uh, working on helping others realize that even in those darkest moments, even through that trauma, it can always be better and it can always be beautiful. It just depends on how you realize and let your story become part of your story and not who you are.